Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street at Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Gear Roots 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Go over the lot. It's a great day to go over the lot. You'll see a lot of great pre owned inventory there as well. Sales staff that works with you. That's why they have so many repeat customers. Because they feel they know that they're treated great by the dealership. Treated great. And a fabulous service department. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play by play call of the day. This kid can embarrass you, can he? Oh, oh, he just setting it, it up the whole wow. time. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. This will do it. <laughs> Scott Drew's dream comes true. Bill Raftery and Jim Nance on CBS last night. Look, he's the same off the air as he is on the air. And he's beloved. He'll, I mean, he, he's walking by. I told you the story the other day. He's walking by Dick and me, and he stops over. He goes, hey, Dick, Steve, hey, Raph, how you doing? All right. This is at Madison Square Garden. And behind us, the fans, Raph, hey, Raph, we, hey, we love you, Raph, the whole deal. Girardi, we love you, Dick. Hey, who's he, who is that other guy? <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> he's the greatest he's the greatest he's officially on the list so to speak he is something else he's, he's great <laughs> um, alright we were talking in the previous half hour about this and the competition sharpening iron sharpening iron and that's why when it comes and I was talking about this this morning I was interviewed by somebody and we were talking about the, and I was asked about the college football playoff. And I said, we just went through the NCAA basketball tournament where all corners of the country were represented. That creates interest. I said, the college football playoff doesn't do that because it turns out over time, not all corners of the country have been represented. Since there have been years where the furthest West team has been Norman, Oklahoma, there have been teams where the furthest West team in this particular year was South Bend, Indiana. And I said, they need to expand it. And I said, and by expanding it, create one group of five opening. I said, now, I don't expect a group of five team to win the darn thing by winning three games. I said, because part of the problem that they'll have is they, they'll, they, there's a chance they can win a game. I said, but the problem is, is they, hey, we did. Oh, we got to play another one? All right. Whereas when you're Alabama, Penn State, Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame, Georgia, LSU, whatever, Wisconsin, you know that, okay, we got the, oh, God, that was a tough game, huh? Great. Now we got to play Penn State this week. Okay, great. Because you got another one like that the next week. 
So that's why the competition part's important, and that's going to enter into what we talk about with Neil Kulong. It is Masters Week, and our master of football is Neil Kulong. The most information I get on the Masters is from you in the intros before the Masters start. So the fact that I know now that it is this weekend is more than I knew about 20 seconds ago. So thank you. I, I appreciate it. There is a certain pattern in life, Neil, where it goes from the College Basketball National Championship, the Masters, <laughs> then the draft. I, I am all in for the draft with sometimes some college basketball on in the background. And I'll, I'll say this. I finished second in, in my bracket behind my mom. Wonderful. I'm not sure that's ever happened before or not, but good good for her. You know, she she uh, she went with Baylor. I went with Gonzaga. It was a battle down to the down to the end there. Well, really, probably early on in the first half. Yeah. It was nine. <laughs> nine kind of over at that point. Nine nothing. Mom had a little swagger. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> the text started flowing. I, I saw him. Believe me. All right. So uh, the big trade made. Sam Darnold goes to the Carolina Panthers, uh, and they get a sixth round pick this year, but then they get two pretty good picks next year when it's all said and done. I think a lot of people think the Jets are going to go with Zach Wilson. So let me ask you about this. This is a, this is quarterbacks go too high in the draft anyway. They always do. You know, with with the obvious exceptions of what do you think of how the quarterbacks are ranked this year? I think um Oddly enough, I, I thought not too long ago, I, I dug into it to, to see how wrong I really was. I thought we had seen at least one other draft in which quarterbacks went one through four. That hasn't happened in like over 25 years. I think I stopped looking at that point. In fact, a, a, a quarterback going one, two, and three hasn't happened in that same length of time. We've seen them go one and two. But the fact that I, I figured it was going to go quarterbacks one through four this year uh, really is is the combination of the the presence of the talent as well as the opportunity in the draft. Now, to get one through four, odds are pretty good. You're going to have to trade a couple of those spots that, in order to do it. Teams that have not done that recently or are looking to, to build for a future, they have the means and the motive to do that. The opportunity comes in whether you have a, a team that might just be you know, kind of a, a bad year, things went wrong, or, you know, you traded with the Houston Texans, and that always ends up well for you. Things like that happen to, to create uh, the, the rare opportunity in which um, that many teams that need quarterbacks are going to be able to get them in the first four picks. Now, I, I say that with the idea that Atlanta uh, represents a pretty strong option either way. They, they could take a quarterback. I can see that making perfect sense for them. Uh, considering the four who were there, or they could trade to somebody else uh, who would want one. Now, the order of those four, I think you said it right away. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is undisputably the, the number one. Um, I think it's going to be Zach Wilson at two, uh, mostly because mm -hmm. um, the, the 49ers trade uh, with Miami was executed an hour after Wilson's pro day. I think Kyle Shanahan just calls up his old buddy Robert Soleil and says, Look, hey, you know, what, what do you think of the Zach Wilson kid? Yeah, Kyle, we're, we're taking him at two. Okay, great. Then he goes and gets three, which is really, you know, the, the first pick of the rest of the draft now. He has, um, in, in one manner of speaking, he, he's got the, the decision of Trey Lance versus Justin Fields, which is a very nice problem to have. Um, otherwise, he controls, you know, the, the, the rest of the board, uh, how it would shake out. So you look at, at four prospects that could garner 
um, without question, number one pick, a once in a generation player, which I think that Lawrence is in terms of a prospect, a guy who has such a, a, a fantastic final year of college and such a great pro day, he elicits a trade behind him because everyone has accepted the fact that he's going to go second overall and a team is willing to give up three first round draft picks to have the third choice in the draft to take a quarterback when they already have one i mean really the, the whole thing it screams of value these players are really kind of boom or bust and that kind of defines the quarterbacks you, you said it before you i think you hit the nail on the head quarterbacks are drafted way too high and it's because they have to be you have to get one so if they're a mid-range kind of guy, they're going to go in the second round or maybe even the late first round. Um, you, you have to be able to acquire that talent. You have to get the rookie on the five-year contract mm-hmm. with an option for the sake of uh, their, their future salary position. Uh, ask the Oakland Raiders how well it works out to draft a quarterback who does well on a second-round uh, contract. David Carr did well for three seasons, got a huge extension, and it took him until really last season to kind of dig his way out of that. He hasn't done well since then. They spent a lot of money on a player that they would have walked away from had they signed the contract, had he not gotten an extension after his third year. If he had a fifth-year option, his extension would have been a lot cheaper than it was. So there's a lot of value to taking a quarterback in the first round. And if they're good, you got to get up to, to get them. And you're looking at potentially, if the Falcons pull off a trade, you could have six first-round assets having been traded for two picks, and neither of them are the first overall pick. Two and four. I mean, that that's we, we haven't seen anything like this. I, I think it's fascinating just in the sense that the, the value of these players meets with the value of the position, and it explodes. The market is just gigantic, and the best player in, in a generation, allegedly, we'll, we'll see what pans out. But as far as a prospect, it doesn't get a whole lot better than Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he, he's the undisputed number one pick, and there's a massive battle for the three picks that come after him. Um, we, we haven't seen anything like that in, in the draft. So let's delve into the massive battle for the next three picks. All right, I put you in the draft room. You've watched enough video of these guys. Okay, This isn't going to be, I predict this is what the Jets will do. The Jets are going to do what the Jets do. What would you do with those three picks? What order would you put them in after Trevor Lawrence, based on what you've seen? For me, um, I, Lawrence is good at one. For two, if I'm Robert Salada, the main thing I'm going to look at for him is stability. I want a, a quarterback, and now that I've dealt Sam Darnold, this, this is the position I put myself in officially. I want the, the highest floor quarterback that of the three that are there. I want the guy that has the least uh, likely ability to crater and do nothing. To me, that might be Justin Fields. See, I like what Fields I'm, can I'm bring. with you all the way on that. I am I'm I feel like I'm against the grain of everybody. I think Fields is is the number 2 guy. I mean, and I've felt that the whole time because I've watched him play, I've seen him play, and I've also seen him play against really good competition and excel. He's played against really good competition, and he's always answered the bell. You know, he he knows what that pressure is like. He's played against it. He, he's been in the spotlight for the last ten years or whatever. I mean, yeah. you don't get more seasoned than him. And plus, what do you really complain about with his game? It, 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 his ceiling isn't high enough. Is that really it? If you're drafting two overall and you're the New York Jets, you're a franchise that you can barely stumble into a, a, an accidental good player on offense. Right. You're, you're having a really tough time with quarterbacks in particular since Namath. You, you haven't done squat in the first round. Mark Sanchez is by far and away your best first-round quarterback. Okay, 
two AFC championship games. That's the best that they've gotten, and they've been terrible since right. that. So it, to me, if I'm a rookie head coach, and I know that theoretically you're going to at least get two years before you're really under the microscope in terms of your job, by year three with Justin Fields, you're going to have a good football player, in my opinion. I, I really like Zach Wilson. I think he's got great tools. There's a lot that that kid can do on the field. I think you have to do more to bring that out of him. I think you need more around him. Um, right. Fields, to me, is is the better athlete. You can get him on the move. There are more dynamic things within that 49er Shanahan style offense that you can do with Fields. So this this is where it gets really interesting to me because number four overall could also represent Wilson, you know, for for the Falcons there because for me then if I'm San Francisco, um, if if Wilson is available. That's great. I, if I'm Shanahan, I might like Trey Lance more. And I'll obviously admit I'm a bison. I, I might be, you know, a little bit prejudiced in this situation. But Lance has the highest ceiling out of anybody except for Lawrence, in my opinion. He has the lowest floor. But that's the kind of guy that Shanahan probably has a better bet with because this player, uh, Lance, needs to sit for a year. He can't play. Backing up uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, it's not being a third-string quarterback, and learning, um, showing up to work every day, doing what he can do to improve himself and to really learn the game and learn the offense. That's the kind of thing I think that, that Shanahan is really going to want. Um, not to say that Wilson couldn't do that, but I just think that Wilson's skill set, uh, it, it's, it's of a high level, there's no doubt. But I think it, Lance is kind of the unmolded piece of clay. You know, they, they can build him more than they can with Wilson because, ironically, Wilson just has too much experience. <laughs> I'm not, that, that's obviously not a bad thing. I think Wilson's going to be a very good player. But uh, it, with Lance, they don't have built-in stuff. There's nothing really there. Um, he, he barely played in college. It's not even that he's young. He barely played. You know, he had one season, essentially. It was a great year. Believe me, it was, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed rooting yeah. for him. But it, there, there are bad habits that you learn just as you learn good ones throughout time the older that you get the more experience that you get the more time that you have to spend reprogramming somebody lance isn't even at that level you know mm-hmm. I, I think with lance he makes more sense with san francisco um to the point where i would say that's the set pick so for me i would almost put wilson at four it, it wouldn't surprise me and it's not because wilson isn't good or he's a worse prospect i just think for me with those teams where they are that's probably the order I would put it in, and it's all circumstantial. Right. You know, making it in a vacuum is impossible. If we're ranking them on talent, I think it's Lawrence, um, talent-wise. Um, gosh, probably Wilson by by a, a very small nose. Fields and Lance, who has great tools, he's noticeably behind those four for where he is today. I think Lance could be the best out of all of them. Uh, Shanahan gives him the best opportunity for that. They wouldn't pass on Lance for, for Wilson, I don't think. I, I think it, it's just they have the ability to build the quarterback that they would want from scratch, and that's easier to do in a way than a guy who's already got uh, you know in, ingrained habits, things like that that you have to break down, especially if he's not going to play his rookie season. Um, plus, if he's good, Garoppolo's there, you're paying him a lot of money, you've got a problem with that from day one. And if you're not dealing Garoppolo immediately, you don't want to bring in a guy that can play in, in week one. You'd rather have the, the project that you can build into, similar to what Andy Reid did with Patrick Mahomes. I know that that's, that's the obvious thing here, but uh, it's a pretty successful model, and it seemed to work out well for everybody. I, I don't see why Shanahan couldn't do the same thing. So I want to ask you about Trey Lance. Uh, Trey Lance is a name that a lot of people hear about, 
maybe they've seen a highlight or two about, but they know. I don't care. No offense to all the great listeners out there. You know nothing about them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you haven't seen it Because <laughs> let's face it, is North Dakota State on TV? No. Uh, they're not. But you are a North Dakota State grad. You follow them. What makes him an intriguing prospect? Because you know more about him than the rest of us do. He is, and this is crazy, I know. I'm not the, the great uh, pro comparison type of mind. But to me, there are so many parts of him that are eerily reminiscent to Steve McNair. I think he, he's got a great arm. Uh, he's a very tough runner. Like a, a you look at like um, a, a, a Lamar Jackson, lightning quick, extremely fast, great athlete. He will just flat out outrun you. He will burn you. He will juke you. You look at a guy in the modern times of like uh, like Cam Newton, physical, big. They ran power sweeps with Cam Newton. I mean, this is straight out of 1962. You know. I think Lance is like Cam Newton in the sense that he is that kind of an athlete. Um, he's not as fast as Lamar Jackson. Nobody is. But Lance has a, a cannon arm. Uh, he has great mechanics for his age. And the growth that he's displayed for as young as he is, for the level of play that, that he put on tape early, it, it's the potential. It's looking at an, an all-tool, um, mobile, yet great uh, pocket-style quarterback you put all those things together with a good arm and he's very, very smart, very underrated how smart he is for the amount of things that NDSU gave him to do. I, I just, I see a guy that has limitless potential. I mean, I, I, you could do anything with him. He's going to take to it. We've seen that to this point for him to even be considered uh, where he is right now for as little as he's played. It, it's, it's amazing. You know, he was, he was a redshirt freshman granted at, at a small school. He had nothing but success. He was, without question, the best player on the field every time he stepped out there. Whatever happened to him not getting recruited by a bigger school, I don't know. But he ended up at a pretty good spot. And he's the guy that you can invest in. His physical tools, his mental makeup, all those things together, I just see a kid that he absorbs a lot of information and he executes it out on the field. There are uh, minor technical things that he needs to work on. His footwork isn't the best. Um, he, he only really has one window to throw from. He hasn't really, you know, kind of adapted those things yet. But those are all things that you gain in time. If you get him in to your your system, your program, you're working with pro-level coaches, he can add all of that to what's already a great build. And on top of that, great feet for, for outside of the pocket. He reads the field very, very well. Um, and, and a great arm on top of that. You put all that together, it's, it's hard to stop a quarterback like that. He, he really can do anything. Um, and for me, I think uh, any passing coach, quarterback coach, offensive coordinator, whatever, anybody who teaches uh, around the art of throwing the ball would absolutely love to have Trey Lance and, and the things that he's able to do. I don't think really – we're not going to see him early, I don't think, a, a year, maybe two um, we'll see him in the same level as Patrick Mahomes before, you know, too long into his career. He's going to be a great player. Okay, last question that deals with Sam Darnold. Carolina could not move itself up into the top four. Uh, who knows what Atlanta, you know, what it would be like for them to deal with Atlanta within the division to make a trade. So they end up with Sam Darnold. What was your thought on the deal? I, I thought from the beginning, it's really unfortunate for Carolina that, that Atlanta of all teams has to finish four because they absolutely wanted to get up into that top four range. 
Um, Atlanta wouldn't deal with them just to hold it over their head more right. than anything. So maybe, maybe Carolina gives them their, their next three drafts. They wouldn't do it just because it's Carolina. Um, I don't think they are popping champagne corks for having acquired Sam Darnold. At the same time, I don't think they gave up all that much for him either. The key thing is, too, and you said this in the beginning, they traded a sixth this year. Yes. Just this just this year. Next year, you've got a different salary cap situation. Um, I would guess they, they might be able to spend a little bit more money next year than they can this year. A second-round pick, is that's really kind of the going rate for a quarterback that you expect to start. Garoppolo went for that. that that's kind of the market. Now, if you're trading up in the draft for a pick, it's going to cost you significantly more. But a guy like Darnold with only one cheap year left, which I believe was Garoppolo as well. I mean, Garoppolo might have even been up at it. They might have given him a, a, an extension that season. I forget. But um, that, that's the going rate is the second. And you throw in a fourth on top of that just to, to you know, bring the deal home. I think it's, it's a fair deal for both sides. I don't know what Carolina's odds are on getting much back from it. But I know this, if, if they can bring Donald in, and we, we've seen plenty of times Matt Rule has, has done wondrous things with offenses. He's just getting going with what he's doing. They've invested a lot in him and the, the, the program that he's bringing to Carolina. If they can turn him around and, and get him to do well, they have a decent amount of leverage over him. I mean, they're, they're going to want to pay a quarterback at some point because, you know, you're, you're in better shape with your quarterback is, you know, five years signed. Whatever that price happens to be, they own him in the sense that it's like you've got three years of bad film with the Jets. You came here and we fixed you. You go somewhere else. I don't know what they're going to pay you. I don't know how long that's going to last. You want to be here. This is where you're successful. They can negotiate pretty aggressively with him. And then if that's the case, you gave up nothing for a good starting quarterback. If you can fix him, that's a massive if, but I, I see the value from Carolina's perspective, why they would make the deal that they did. I don't think they have a great chance of getting it back, but you know you're not getting the quarterback that you want at nine. Um, if, if that's the case, you got to make a move, and Darnold's one of the ones that everyone's going to look at on the market next year. Uh, this gives you the chance to, to bring him in. He's probably going to start. I'd, I'd imagine he'd be their starter. And uh, work with him and see what you have. You know, it, Sometimes you, you have to pay to find out. I think that's more or less what they're doing. Always a pleasure. You may not follow the Masters, but in football you are a master. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll, I'll do my best to, uh, to pay attention to both of those things more in the future. <laughs> Neil Kulong. I selected that as my intro to get him in, which then brought with it consternation from the corner office. <laughs> I thought I was a master. <laughs> of course. I don't see how you go in there every day. We'll come back with more. <laughs> we'll come back with more in a moment. On News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors.
taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. The show today brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great, great new inventory. Fabulous pre-owned inventory. Boy, great day to go out to the lot, too. It's gorgeous out. It is gorgeous out. Um, and uh, it's a great day to go over the lot and look and dream a little bit and then make your dream come true pretty cool huh you can do that all Sunbury Motors 4th Street and Sunbury Sunbury Motors Kia Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf not all dreams come true, obviously. Um, Matt still had to go through a staff meeting this week. All right. What? <laughs> That's cruel. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Ah, yes. Well, so Baylor won last night. Masters is this week. Uh, Bucknell is hosting Fordham this week. By the way, did you pass along my note to uh, the suit? I did. It's Fordham and not Fordham? Yes, I did. I'm sure that was met with, He's wrong! Now he's paranoid. He's going to actually use that pronunciation. <laughs> that was the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make him think. Doug making another masterful call on the broadcast, followed by, as for Fort Ham, I mean, I, I meant to say more. <laughs> I hate that guy. F-O-U-L-E-D that spells <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> and then uh, then we have uh, I can't really call it Blue White Weekend but uh, there's there's the talk show next week James Franklin scheduled to be on it that's next Thursday night and then there's the practice now we are still in the process of figuring out what we're supposed to do with the practice. I mean, Jack called me today, and I said, Jack, I don't know. And then there's been a couple of emails exchanged today of which I didn't participate. <laughs> I told I, I told Matt, how would you describe the email exchange this morning in which I was a non-participant? Uh, yeah, non-existent. <laughs> I'm not you're just letting it go. Yeah, just go with the flow. <laughs> I'm just going to go with the flow, whatever's going on. 
I'm around. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to it anyway. I think, but um, for obvious reasons, all professional. Um, but what what they let us do and not do, I don't I don't know yet. And I think we're still in the process of trying to find out. But Roger sent out something. Doug replied, and Jack said to me, "Are you going to reply?" I said, "To what?" <laughs> I said, "I said you and I are the only two people in that entire group that knows what 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 happens in a practice." <laughs> I said so. I said if they want to explain what goes on in a practice, I said. And that there are moments where there are ones on ones and twos on twos things. Yeah, I said, yeah, I'll explain. I said, sure. I said, but I said, what good is it for me to chime in on what he says? I agree. Two of us are like, whatever. You have our numbers. You have our numbers. So that's. And then after that, let's see what's after the Phillies. By the way, are four zero. Then after that. What do we have after that? Lots of baseball talk. Oh, the NFL draft, which could be. Do we have Jerry today? I thought it was tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, uh, you put the name up there. I'm like going. I thought that was tomorrow. Yeah, Jerry's tomorrow. We're going to talk about the Masters. What's interesting now? The Masters is this week, and. This will be one of the questions I ask Jerry tomorrow. What has become a staple for a pro on the tour is you not only have a yardage book, and you make your own notes and so forth, but now they have green reading books, which you can buy. Except there's one place that doesn't allow it, and it doesn't exist. Guess what place that is? Augusta National. <laughs> well, isn't that ironic? Well, you want to know why? They won't. They won't let anybody come in and laser the course. That's why. So that's why they you know they don't allow it because it you, you now you're allowed to take a, a book, throw some balls down during their practice rounds, and which is what they do. These guys will putt from all over the place in a practice round. You know once they get to the green before moving to the next tee, and they'll make notes. I mean, you're allowed to do that at Augusta National. You're allowed to take you know they've got the green there laid out for you and the whole thing. You're allowed to make notes about breaks and things like that that you can look at that you make on your own, which is the way it always used to be done. But there's not a book. In other words, I can go online right now. I can go online right now, and I can buy a book. Um, that would give me the, uh, the greens for Susquehanna Valley Country Club. I could do that. Course has been lasered. You can do that. I can do that for the blue course, the white course, any course. I can do it from Oakmont if I wanted to. Augusta National doesn't have it. They've never allowed anybody to get on the course to laser it. But you can make your own notes. 
I mean, how many times have you walked up in the course of your lifetime and said, yeah, I've had this putt before, I know which way it breaks? I mean, I was on the 12th hole in the white course last night, and I knew I was facing a, you know, even though it looks flat, I know it's downhill and I know it's right to left because I've had that putt before. Okay. But that now to Bryson DeChambeau, that's the part where I'm going to ask Jerry Dulac. DeChambeau, who can overpower any course. I mean, he overpowered Wingfoot. He overpowered Wingfoot? Really? But what's made DeChambeau so dangerous is he not only has that added power... He always had power. Now he has even more power. But he's become a better putter. He's gone from being in the 120s to like being 10 to 15 putting. Well, now you get that combination. You become certifiable on a golf course. But he always is very conscious. He always has the book on the course. Now... He's going to have to do this without the book. And you notice that at the Masters in November, he was like, he wasn't really a factor. By the way, Doug is all in on Fordham. Just so you know. You, sir, are my hero. If he's doing what I think he's doing, he's my hero. (laughs) I'm all confused. (laughs) Uh, has the dog been in since Bullers Bully has Bully been in no but Murphy the morning show dog was back in the studio today I know you're a big fan of Murphy I love Murphy he's the only dog I like and Bullers too I'm sorry those are the only two dogs I like you can't put Bullers down (laughs) no I was saying those two those two are, are dogs I like. Other than that, I'm not really much of an animal guy. I mean, I know Michelle was looking at the dog the other day, which has gone through a lot, cancer treatment, things like that, radiation. Now, what's worse? I said, what was worse, the radiation or being in the suit's office that day? And, like, the dog the dog really had a tough time answering. All right. Uh, <laughs> let me think here. <laughs> it's... it's, it's problem was he was on the phone with FanDuel. All right, so... <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> oh, but then after all this is done, after the Masters is done, then you have uh, Penn State's last pra- practice for the spring. Then you have the NFL draft. Quarterbacks are taken too high. There's no getting around it. But there's such a premium, such a commodity. And you have 32 open quarterback spots in the NFL. You'd probably say that there may be 24 legitimate, 25 legitimate NFL-level quarterbacks playing 32 spots. That's why there's such a commodity. I mean, you have guys that can hang in there. You know, I think Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback, but he's a good quarterback. Sam Darnold, I think, can be a good quarterback. But he's not a great quarterback. 
And the bottom line is you need great to get anywhere you need to go. And everybody's hoping, like Urban Meyer's hoping that Trevor Lawrence is that great to get him out of the gate. Robert Salas sitting there with the Jets, and it sounds like it's Zach Wilson. They're hoping that Pro Day workout in Provo was the real deal. But, you know, I already told you about Pro Day. Pro Day's a hit or miss thing. Peyton Manning and Lousy Pro Day. Hey, Lamar Jackson had a lousy pro day. Peyton Manning's in the Hall of Fame. Lamar Jackson's the one of the MVPs of the league. So, <laughs> now what does pro day mean? I don't know. Trey Lance. That's why I asked about Neil about Trey Lance. Neil is a North Dakota State grad, so he follows North Dakota State football. He will watch North Dakota State football on ESPN three. I know they only played one game this year. But the one year he did start in 2019, how did he look? Why is he such a hot commodity? Justin Fields is easy for me. I've seen him play in person a couple times. Mac Jones? I mean, yeah, it's interesting. You don't hear much about Kyle Trask, who had a very good pro day, by the way. But Kyle Trask does not have, probably does not have what you call an NFL-level arm. He doesn't have a very strong arm. I mean, if you you don't have a strong arm, you have to be ultra accurate. To be honest with you, a lot of people tell you Mac Jones doesn't have the strongest arm on the planet. And the only thing Matt's concerned about is Jalen Hurts changed numbers. I'm like, it's okay. you know, but I'm st- I'm glad to have. I'd rather have him than most of these quarterbacks. We've reached a new level of absurdity when it comes to these quarterbacks, especially for Trey Lance. I get the ceiling. I know that. But we're talking about one game. And even with that, they set it up for him to be successful. Get Southern Arkansas? I mean, how how much stock can you really put in that game? That might as well have been a glorified pro day. Again... Your, your lack of knowledge of Southern Arkansas football is showing through right now. <laughs> I, uh, and, and even that, he hasn't played a whole season in two years. You're going to put your whole stock into him? I, I don't understand. I just he don't. Has, he has what you call measurables and intangibles. Measurables are all good. The intangibles... Boy, he can run. Wow, what a big arm. You know, things you can't teach. He has that. But my concern would be twofold. Number one, he's played one game in the last 15, 16 months. That's a big one. And that's most concerning for a quarterback. Say what you want about Micah Parsons, but that's most concerning for a quarterback. And number two... It's not just the Southern Arkansas. It's everybody else you played. That's what I talked about in the 3.30 half hour. In talking about the competition Baylor played, game in, game out, game. Yeah, you get one every once in a while, I get, okay, here's Iowa State. But seven teams from the Big 12, 
made the NCAA tournament. Some of those teams, Baylor played twice. One of them they played three times. Well, you know, and they, you keep winning these games. You must be really good to do that. Meanwhile, Gonzaga, and Mark, as I mentioned, Mark Few knows it. He's, his non-conference schedule is really, really tough because he knows his conference is not. Hey, you got that big swing coming up with Portland Strait and Loyola and Marymount. Yep, had to keep us ranked in the top five. They're going to win the games easily. You're going to win the games easily. Same thing now. Let's get back to Trey Lance. He's showcasing what he can do against most corners that can't close the way an SEC or a Big Ten corner can close. He may be shocked when he gets to the NFL and go, oh, man, these guys can all run. Yeah, no kidding, they all can run. But he is taking the Mitchell Trubisky route. One really good season. Not a lot of tape. Not a lot of tape. See, Justin Fields has a lot of tape. Trevor Lawrence has a lot of tape. Trey Lawrence doesn't have a lot of tape. And that's one of the reasons one day we were sitting around and the suit was burning all this tape. He didn't want a lot of tape on suit light. Thought it would help his recruiting. I was like, I I don't think you're helping us. See, where'd that get him? Where'd that get Mitchell Trubisky? Just saying. Trubisky has like five more starts than suit light. We'll come back with more in a moment. <laughs> Great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Over to our two-day champion on the end. Scott, did you come up with the correct response? Who wanted to kick that field goal? <laughs> that is a great question. Should be, should be, should be correct, but uh, unfortunately for this, uh, this game today, that's incorrect, and you're going to lose zero. Thank you for that, and congrats on your two-day win streak. You see that last night? 
No. <laughs> he was okay. The night the suit tries out for the Jeopardy hosting job, I'm watching. I would, too. Yeah. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. (laughs) And believe me, the janitor works at our place. That's a full-time job. All right. (laughs) Guards last night for... uh, Baylor, 71 of the 86 points. They used five guards last night. They scored 71 of the 86 points. Again, the two lines are so critical in winning in college basketball. Foul line and three-point line. Last night, Baylor outscored Gonzaga by 16 points from the two lines. Oh, by the way, the final was 86-70. For the corner office, that's a 16-point margin. eh? Matt always writes me a note, explain it, the suit's asking. I'm like, oh. That's right. Oh. By the way, Ayo DeSumo is going to enter the NBA draft as will Daryl Morsell of Maryland.